There are so many things happening in the world right now, it's absolutely crazy. But how do all of these fit into what we know about the uh, end times Bible prophecy and the, the Great Tribulation? Now, at I think almost 52 minutes, this is one of the longest videos I've ever done. But it is also, without a doubt, the most important and significant video that I've ever done because it talks about the future of the world. It talks about your future in the world. And I really hope that you will set some time aside to give a serious listen to what is happening here in the world. Well, hey everybody, I'm Bill with Live Simple Live Free. And you and I may not agree on everything, but I think there are, is one thing that we can all agree on, and that is that the world has absolutely gone crazy. It really kind of started with uh, the COVID in 2020. Up until then, it was business as usual. But the pandemic completely turned, upturned our lives, turned, turned them around, turned them upside down, and changes have been happening ever since, and they're happening at an alarmingly increasing rate. I mean, everything is happening so fast right now. It's unbelievable. There's many things that I could talk about that are happening, but there are two things in particular. One is the impending total collapse of the dollar, which will be happening this summer if you haven't heard about this. And the other thing is the CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency, that's also happening. Now, it is not my intention to sensationalize anything here or to do any fear-mongering, but to tell you the truth, this is a terrifying situation, and I just want you to be aware of what's happening so that you can prepare for it in any way possible, and I'll talk about that later. Also, many of you I know are going to think that this, the central bank digital currency, is the mark of the beast. Well, it's not, but it's a prelude to the mark of the beast is preparing the way for the mark of the beast but I'll talk about that also later in the video. Now I have been concerned for a long time about the national debt about the US national debt and you know every president practically in my lifetime has contributed to the national debt the, the total national deficit but in 20 in uh, 2008 Obama was elected and by 2010 he had accelerated the, uh, the debt so badly that I was seriously concerned that our dollar was going to collapse because we just simply can't sustain the kind of national debt that we have right now. There's just no way. We can't even make the payments uh, on, the, on the debt. And so <clears throat> I was really concerned that the, the dollar was going to collapse. And so that is the time for me that I started prepping. And I've been prepping since 2010. And what I saw was not just simply, this was a revelation, I believe, from the Lord for myself, but I saw just not simply a uh, collapse of the dollar, but I saw that the entire world economy is all linked together now. The U.S. dollar has been the world economy for many decades. Uh, all uh, <clears throat> dealings in buying oil from the Middle East is all done in dollars. And... You know, I've discovered in my travels in the world, and I've traveled quite a bit, that you can use a dollar anywhere. You can't use a, well, it's a euro now, but at the time you couldn't use German marks or French francs or anything like that in other countries. You had to exchange for that local currency. But the U.S. dollar, you could use it anywhere. It's been the, the, the currency of the world for many decades. And so I saw that if the, if the dollar collapsed, that the entire world economy would collapse. And what God showed me was that out of that collapse will rise up a new monetary system, which is the one world monetary system and the one world government as foretold in uh, the end times prophecy and revelation and in other places. And so I started prepping because when the collapse happens, it will take a while to uh, some for something to be reestablished, and I foresaw you know food riots and all kinds of stuff and chaos in the streets. Well, that was 13 years ago, and now this summer, friends, folks, it's happening. I've had a 
I've wanted to do this video for a couple of months, but I've had a hard time doing it for several reasons. One is that it's everything that's happening is so troubling that every time I would start to face it, I was overwhelmed with sorrow for what's happening. And also, there's so much information in my research. I have come up with so much background information that I had a hard time putting it all together in a... <clears throat> in a manner that made sense because I'm just overwhelmed by all the the documentation of what's going on. But at the same time, it's extremely exciting to know that I'm going to see the fulfillment of prophecy and the return of Jesus in my lifetime. I truly I truly believe that we are right at the verge of the great tribulation and you're going to see what I'm talking about in a minute and that to me is terrifying <laughs> and extremely exciting at the same time. So, let's talk about the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Have you heard of BRICS? The Bible predicted in Revelation 13 what's happening in the world right now. BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, is an acronym for the five leading emerging economies, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And all these nations just came together and formed an agreement saying we should create a new currency. Right now in the infant stages, it looks like, oh, other nations have done that. This has happened before, things that people always say in the past. But this is a clear setup for what's referenced in Revelation 13, 16 through 18, saying that all people, great, small, rich and poor, free and slave, will have to have a mark in their hand or in their head to buy and sell, showing that there will be a world-controlled currency. And that's exactly what these five BRICS nations just came out and said they want to drop the dollar and create their own new currency. BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. These five nations have come together and they are forming a new currency that they will all be using and they are completely abandoning the U.S. dollar uh, for the purchase of oil and, and many other things. And they are establishing it, but the last report I heard I, was that there are 21 other nations currently uh, looking to join BRICS. So what we have here is a worldwide movement away from the dollar and toward this new monetary unit. I don't know if they're going to call it BRICS or what they're going to call it, but the U.S. dollar is being abandoned. And when that happens, we're not just going to lose value. The dollar is not just going to lose value. It's not just going to be a depression. It's not going to be a recession. It's going to be a total collapse of the dollar and total chaos you think is coming is a recession what your crazy friends might say to you is coming is maybe a depression you'd be mistaken those are lies what is coming is a collapse of the dollar you haven't had one of those we've never experienced the collapse of the dollar of the world's reserve currency this will make us venezuela make no mistake if you want to be prepared prepare yourself like people should have prepared in venezuela soon i don't know when but it will happen overnight soon everything will be collapsing and the banks will close and there will be chaos well, that's just Glenn Beck. He's a conspiracy theorist. What does he know, right? Well, let's see what the president of Kenya has to say about this. Uh, for the people who work numbers, I am giving you free advice that those of you who are holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. You better, you better uh, do what you must do because uh, this market is going to be different in a couple of weeks. So here we see the president of Kenya warning people to divest themselves of, of the US dollar because this market will be different in a couple of weeks. That's ominous and it's imminent. So what is this going to look like when it happens? How's it going to happen? 
For those of us who are paying attention to what's happening, it's coming as no surprise. We're well aware of it. But for the vast majority of the people that are just simply not paying attention and because, you know, the, the media is keeping us in the dark about this, for the vast majority of us, it's going to be a total surprise, a total shock, and it's going to happen literally overnight. When the collapse comes, the FDIC admits that they will send out an announcement. So get ready for this. They admit they will send out an announcement and they will tell us not to use money. This is how that's going to go down. They tell us that they plan on telling us on a Friday night. See if you can guess why they would tell us on a Friday night that the banking system has collapsed. There are a lot of things we've been thinking about, and what we want to hear from you today is what, your, what you think would the priorities would be in order to go about setting expectations appropriately in public about how we would execute Title II. So that if and when we do have to have that announcement on, on Friday night, ideally Friday night, um, that people are in a position to receive it, understand it, and say, yeah, that works. Um, and we can see how this will happen. Of course, there will be doubters, but there's a lot of things going on. So Friday night, of course, in the banking system is closed. So people all weekend can just be at home freaking out because, oh, wait a minute, I just what's going to happen with my money? Yeah. My bank's going, like, we're in this economic system. What the hell are you going to do about my money? It's gone. They're admitting, like, this is coming. And it's not going to be just us here in the United States. Like I said earlier, we are now, we now have a world economy. We're all tied together. There are many other countries in the world that are also facing economic collapse. And it's all going to happen together. Here's some news you might have missed. The president of Sri Lanka flees after protesters storm the capital. The prime minister of Italy has resigned from office. Ecuador is facing economic collapse. Argentina is facing economic collapse. There have been protests all over the Netherlands by Dutch farmers because of their government's manufactured nitrogen crisis. Boris Johnson resigned from office when Bill Gates was in the country. The prime minister of Pakistan was removed from office when Bill Gates was in the country. Panama is facing economic collapse. And now in South Africa, there are protests because of their economic economic collapse and people have died from it. If you don't think the Great Reset is happening, here's your proof. It's happening right in front of us and coming to America soon. So as the dollar totally collapses and other also other currencies around the world as we've seen, it will probably happen on a Friday night. Just imagine this. This announcement comes out on a Friday night that the, all the banks are closed. Your uh, you can't pull money out of the bank because they're closed. You go to the store, your debit card doesn't work, nothing works. You can't buy anything at all. Within 24 hours, there's going to be complete and total panic in the streets, chaos, food riots, and if that sort of thing would continue for very long, it would be the end of our society, the end of life on Earth as we all destroy each other fighting over food that we can no longer buy because nobody is prepared for that sort of thing. So what's the end result it the dollar has to be replaced with something else well enter cdbc's the central bank digital currency take a look at the uh, better than cash alliance we have to achieve the sdgs in 10 years I'm going to talk about that, but with a quick introduction to the Better Than Cash Alliance. We're hosted by the United Nations, and we are a, an alliance of governments and companies and international organizations that are each committed, each has to commit before they join the alliance to moving away from cash to some form of digital option. We've got to solve this problem, and we have to solve it because we care about achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. Did you know that every single government in the world has committed to these? Every single government to agree to these. The government of Norway, the government of Australia, the government of Ethiopia, the government of Rwanda. And the timeline is 10 years from now. So she says that we have to achieve the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, within 10 years. Now, I think this video is a couple years old and I believe their goal is actually 2030. So how do they do that? Well, first of all, what are their goals? Um, <clears throat> that's a whole topic for a different video, but basically things like um, getting away completely from fossil fuels, uh, basically putting everybody into cities and, and uh, vacating the land between the cities so that the land can recover from the damage that we've done that sort of thing. 
uh, a lot of that is is just simply lies. Uh, but I don't want to get into all that right now. Uh, as far as the climate change and all that, yeah, the climate's changing, but we're not we're not causing it. We're not creating it. So, what is their tool for doing all of this? Basically, it's control of your money, because if they can control what you're allowed to spend and what you're not, not allowed to spend, then they have absolute total control over you. And as she said, every nation in the world has now committed to this, to the SDGs. And part of what she said is that in order to commit, a, company mu a country must commit to moving away from cash to some sort of digital option. They want to have total control so that they can achieve their goals by 2030. So the first major step in achieving their goals is to institute the digital currency worldwide. Governments worldwide are trying to replace cash with CBDC surveillance tokens, and people worldwide are starting to wake up. In fact, a recent poll found that Americans overwhelmingly reject a CBDC, and opposition rises as they learn more about it. So why do governments keep pushing CBDCs when voters hate them? Simple, CBDCs are irresistible to governments who would dearly love to monitor and control every dollar you spend. Think of the opportunities for social engineering, reparations, or a China-style social credit system. Meanwhile, punishing political opponents with a CBDC means controlling speech, which means permanent job security for politicians who serve the deep state first with the people as an afterthought. So how can we fight CBDCs? The easiest is to make sure your government doesn't start one. Central banks worldwide, eight at last count, starting with China, are running CBDC pilot projects, allegedly for research, that build fully functional CBDCs without authorization. The people control the government, not the other way around, and we tell them what they're allowed to pilot via our elected representatives. It is up to us to make our representatives stop them before we are locked in a digital cage that none of us voted for. Now, a digital currency like this will allow the government to track every single penny that you spend. They'll know exactly where you're spending it and they have the ability to deny you the ability to spend if they want to. Now, at first glance, that looks like there are some good things about that, and there are. Like, for instance, the drug trade and the arms trade, they deal exclusively in cash, millions of dollars in cash. Cash won't be an option anymore, and the government can track that, and so that looks like it's a good thing. But do you trust your government to know what's best for you? Do you trust your government to stay hands-off? If you start doing anything that is against their goals, no matter what they are, they can just simply deny you the ability to spend money. If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what else to say. Not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. And in that sentence, he told us the entire story. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. Not we are living in a peri-tyrannical situation where there's only two clicks left when you are required to have digital ID to move around and have a life, and when cashless central bank digital currencies are the only way you can buy and sell, at that point you've lost your freedom. If you follow the, follow the breadcrumbs to 2030, anyone can look up the 20, UN 2030 SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. By 2030, Britain specifically will have no commercial passenger aircraft leaving the country. You will not be able to leave. 
there will be no ships leaving the country. You will not own private transport. You will have a digital ID to do everything. And you will only have electronic money with which to transact. I would say at that point you are a slave. And because you can see them coming, you should say no. Say no right now. Stop. The things that are happening uh, are, are really fantastic. Uh, but they go back decades. There's no question that there's been a very long run-up to the level of control that, that we are going to face if we allow cash to be winked out of existence. So how will this CBDC be introduced in the United States? Well, right now we have a number of uh, programs like PayPal, Cash App, other things like that, that make it easy to transfer money from one person to another. The Federal Reserve will be introducing their own PayPal-type program called FedNow, which will allow people to transfer money. Because if you don't have a cash system, how are you going to pay somebody to mow your lawn when you usually just, just give them the cash, you know, or something like that? How are you just going to give some money to a friend if you, don't, if you can't use cash? Well, the Federal Reserve's answer to that is FedNow. It'll allow you to easily transfer money back and forth. Now, there are a lot of you who are probably going to be thinking, well, this is the mark of the beast. It's not. Not yet. It's a, a run-up to the mark of the beast, and I'll talk about that later in this video. But uh, FedNow is the vehicle that the United States and the Federal Reserve will be using to bring about the CBDC digital currency cashless society. The Federal Reserve has announced that its FedNow instant 24-7 payment network will be fully launched in July. And here in the United States, President Joe Biden in March of 2022 issued Executive Order 14067, which facilitates the development of digital assets, including CBDCs. A CBDC is issued and regulated by a nation's monetary authority or central bank, obliterating financial privacy and anonymity. In November of 2022, the New York Federal Reserve launched Project CEDAR for cross-border payments. In fact, money is created and invented and put into circulation. That puts the money in, into the system because you see Federal Reserve notes, paper money is only 3% of the money supply, something like that. Almost all the money we're using was originally created by banks through lending. So over 90% is bank digital currency. Did you know that in July of this year, the Federal Reserve is introducing its own instant payment system called FedNow. And FedNow is going to allow people and businesses to be able to send and receive instant payments through participating financial institutions, such as JP Morgan Chase and American Savings. It's gonna be run like a cash app and a PayPal, except it's supposed to be safer. Of course it is. <laughs> now, you might have seen there's a lot of speculation around FedNow, as many people believe it is a CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency, but it's not. It's not a central bank digital currency because it's not actually being backed by the Federal Reserve, which is the central bank in the United States. It's being created by the Federal Reserve, but it's being backed by commercial banks, like I just said, JP Morgan Chase, American Savings. But with all that said, I still feel like it is laying the groundwork for a CBDC to be introduced. And I also feel like it's giving the feds an easier way to monitor and control our money. So FedNow is a Fed no for me. Who even thought of the name? Like it's a horrible name. So FedNow is scheduled to be officially launched in July of 2023. Now this is as was reported earlier, this is not actually a CBDC. It's an introductory transitional program that will help to bring CBDC into, uh, into reality. And, you know, I have heard a number of people say, just don't use it. Just continue to use cash. Well, that's completely naive because there's going to be a transition period where you can use cash or CBDCs. But here's what's going to happen eventually there will be a deadline where cash will no longer be legal tender. All of a sudden, your $100 bill will be completely worthless. No bank will take it. No uh, store will take it. Nothing. And you'll have a deadline of when you can put that money into your bank so that it'll be transferred into the CBDC system. And if you don't, then the money is just, you might as well use it to start your fire because it's going to be completely worthless. Now, what is the end result 
of when the CBDC is fully uh, in place. It's programmable, meaning it is programmable for the individual. So in other words, if the government decides that they're going to, uh, you know, we need to get, we need to cut down on fat, fat fatties, then my digital coin will not allow me to buy fatty foods. I wouldn't be able to go to McDonald's. I'm using this as an example. There is not, you know, anything in the works to do this, except this is what programmable means. They can program it. So if they say, you know what? Nobody's going to work. Uh, you're not an essential employee. Your coin will not buy gas. So you can go to try to fill up, but when you put your digital card in from the Fed, it will say denied. And you won't have any way other than that card to be able to buy what you need. It is absolute control of your life. Now, that programmable aspect of the CBDCs, I'm sure, is not going to be coming into effect immediately. It's going to take a transition period just to get us onto completely onto the CBDC system. But then as that happens, then they will be able to roll out these programmable issues at any time to control our spending your access to your own money. So you will not be able to buy or sell anything. This, this is what I mean about how dangerous you're it is. You're shut out of the economy you are, if you're You are shut thinker. out of the economy. And of course, it's all subjective. And it will right. be, all be in the hands of these Marxists, right? And so you and I won't be able to buy anything. This is why it's so dangerous, because this spells the end of your economic freedom. Yeah. And I'm not sure the American people are really paying close attention to it. I'm glad Senator Cruz and some others, uh, Governor DeSantis, they're paying attention to it. But this is moving very fast down the track. And we need more leaders on, on the Republican side to stand up and even responsible Democrats to say, look, this is not the path for the United States, because if we continue to go down the path, you're going to lose all of your economic freedom and economic power will be centralized in the hands of the very, very few. And I think there's a lot of conversation about a tax on freedom, a tax on democracy, right? If, if, and you look at all those things. Do you think this is one of the greatest threats that we face in the country is the digitization of the dollar by the Fed? Yes, 100%. And it's moving along a parallel track with the de-dollarization movement, right. where you have countries now that are dumping the dollar. It's moving pretty fast. All Saudi Arabia has to do is say, you know what, we're going to start trading oil in different currencies rather than the dollar to have a complete global and certainly American economic collapse. Some of the wording of that last clip just absolutely floored me because she didn't even know it but she was specifically quoting scripture. Your access to your own money. So you will not be able to buy or sell anything. Revelation thirteen seventeen, So that they could not buy or sell anything unless they had the mark. Now I've said it several times already in this video and I'll say it several times again. The digital currency is not the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is still to come once the digital currency system is in place, then the mark of the beast will be a new system to access your digital currency. But rest assured, or believe me, even though this is not happening yet, it's in the development stages uh, to develop the chips that will be uh, put in your hand or your forehead that will allow you to access your accounts with your digital currency. So if you're wondering which chapter in the book of Revelation we're living out today, I would direct your attention to Revelation 13, where it talks about the mark of the beast. Yeah, the Biden administration is rolling out a funding program called Chips for America. Which Chips for America, you may ask? Well, while we were all distracted this past summer, our Congress passed a bill called the Chips and Science Act, which includes major funding and research for semiconductor microchips. And yeah, that includes biotechnology. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening. So Biden Harris announced $39 billion in incentives for uh, these companies to produce um, chips for everything, including uh, your brain and your hands, just like uh, Jeff Bezos, Musk and Gates are all working on projects to implant chips in people's brains. 
So yeah, um, the hour's getting late, folks. Don't get chips in your hands. Don't get them in your head. Don't get them anywhere. And not only are micro biochips being developed, but we are also already being groomed to accept them, starting with our kids. Take a look at this clip from a kid's cartoon on Netflix. Carter City is stunned by the sudden rollout of Rook Unlimited's most fantastic device ever. The Smart Mark. Throw your other devices away because the Smart Mark is more than just a phone. It's part of you. Use it as cash. Book your travel. And even shoot video. Distribution points are all over the city. And don't let the lines discourage you. The Rook Unlimited Smart Mark is worth the wait. I never realized how wonderful technology could make me feel. The Smart Mark has brought order to my life. And the best part? It's absolutely free. A gift of thanks to our city from Rook Unlimited. 23% of the population has been given the smart mark, number one. Time to test our system, number six. The Flex Fighters are out there somewhere. Teaming up with Jonathan Rook. Let's put our new recruits to work. Subtly. So now we see that the worldwide digital currency is being put into place. The chips are being developed, or in fact probably are already available. And we are being groomed to accept the chip to access our account for the digital system. Now, like I said, that's not the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is yet to come. So I want to talk about what the mark of the beast is and how it will come about. But first, I need to address something because I know that many of you <clears throat> or some of you might be thinking, well, this is all very interesting, Bill, but it really doesn't have any effect on me because Jesus is going to come and rapture me out before all of this happens. So I need to address that. You see, I grew up very, believing very, very strongly in the pre-trib rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture. That is, that second coming of Jesus and rapturing us out, us believers out, is the very first event of the seven-year tribulation period. When I was in my early 20s, a friend of mine challenged me to prove it from Scripture, and he said that he didn't believe that, and I thought he was, quite frankly, I thought he was a heretic. I couldn't believe it. But what followed for me was about two years of intense Bible study, and really, it was a really traumatic time because I didn't want to give up the security, <laughs> quite frankly, of the pre-trib rapture. But after a couple of years, I came to the point where I realized that the pre-trib rapture doctrine just simply is not there. In scripture it's a false doctrine and when I for the past 30 years or so I've believed that but I've kind of tread very lightly on in, in churches among other people who who do still believe the pre-trib rapture but we are here folks and it's time to take the gloves off it's time to proclaim the truth I'm concerned about people that believe pre-trib that they're going to be uh, in total dismay and maybe lose their faith because they'll think well this none of this was true because I wasn't raptured out or might be deceived into taking the mark because they'll think that well if this was really the mark I wouldn't be here so it's going to come down to our, our eternities folks and so I need to proclaim the truth um, <clears throat> so let's look just very briefly at the scripture about the pre-tribulation rapture one of my favorite passages about this is in Matthew 24. In Matthew 24, the disciples asked Jesus what will be the sign of the end of, end of the age. And Jesus goes through a discourse where he lists all the different things that will happen. And you can actually follow the things that he mentions right along with the, the, uh, the seals in the tribulation period. There are, there's, it's just absolute parallel. And then we come down after Jesus describes all of that. In Matthew 24, verse 26, he says, So if anyone tells you, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and is visible to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Therefore, uh, okay, so, 
And then he says, immediately after the distress of those days. So he's talking about the coming of the Son of Man, who is Jesus. And it's going to be like lightning from the east to the west. The whole world will see it. And he says, after the distress of those days, what distress? The seals the, uh, of Revelation. <clears throat> uh, then, in verse 30, then will appear the Son of Man in the heavens. And then all the people of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So Jesus comes in power and great glory, and all the world mourns because they realize that he's coming for vengeance on them. And then 31 it says, And then he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the others. This, my friends, is the rapture. It's not a secret rapture at the beginning that nobody knows about. Jesus comes down in great glory in the sky and everybody can see him and he sends out his angels to, uh, to harvest the elect from the earth. It's all one event. Uh, <clears throat> people, pre-tribbers have told me, well, Bill, he's not, Jesus isn't talking to Christians there. He's talking to the Jews. I beg to differ. He was talking to the disciples. And yeah, they were Jews by birth, but they were no longer Jews by, by their faith. They were Christians. They were the church of the time. There were 12 of them. They were the church. Jesus is talking to the church. Also, there's something called dispensational theology, which is really required to make pre-trib work. And dispensational theology says that there are different dispensations. So Jews have one dispensation. The church believers have another dispensation, and Jesus is going to deal with us separately. So, according to that, uh, there Jesus is talking to the Jews here, not the Christians. But Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So there is no separate dispensation for the Jews. The Jews will only be in heaven if they accept their Messiah, Jesus. Also, there are many, many scriptures that say something to the effect of, it is those who, who endure to the end that will be saved. Talking about the tribulation period, those who endure to the end, either to the end of the tribulation when Jesus comes, or to the end of their life when they are martyred. I can't find one scripture anywhere that specifically says that Jesus will come early, or, soon, or first. And if you believe in the pre-trib, I challenge you to show me a verse that says that. Any verse that you show me <clears throat> will either not say anything about timing or it could be interpreted possibly either way. But I have dozens and dozens of verses that say it'll be at the end. Okay, enough of that. So let's go on and talk about what the, or what the Mark of the Beast actually is. When the Mark of the Beast is actually implemented... It will specifically be an act of worship towards the Antichrist. You're not going to be able to be deceived into taking it without knowing what you're doing. You're not going to be able to stupid your way into it. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was. It will be very, very clear that it is an act of worship to the Antichrist. So for this, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 13. Now there are two beasts here. And the first beast is the Antichrist. This is a man who is possessed by Satan himself. And the second beast is the false prophet who points everybody to worship the beast, the Antichrist. So in Revelation 13, starting in verse 11, it says, Then I saw the second beast, the false prophet, coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. So... The job of the, of the second beast, the false prophet, was to bring about worldwide worship of the first beast, of the Antichrist. And it performed, the, the second beast, uh, verse 13, And it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth in full view of the people. Because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power 
to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. So the false prophet will set up an image of the Antichrist and that image will be animated I'm guessing totally by artificial or probably by artificial intelligence by AI but that's just speculation on my part but the the false prophet and the worship causes the whole world to worship the Antichrist uh, the the image of the Antichrist and he causes everyone who refuses to worship to be killed and then it goes on in 16 it says and also the first beast or the second feast uh, force all people great and small rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark which is the name of the beast or the number of its name so what we have here is the digital system being set up now and the rest of this a lot of the mechanics of it is just speculation on my part but it will probably just continue to have a debit card just like we do now but it'll access your digital uh, currency instead of your dollars and we'll probably use that for a few years until everything starts to get into uh, working smoothly and then they may or may not start to do the programmable thing where they can deny you of buying certain items if they don't agree with what you're doing or if they don't agree with your your theology or their, your politics or something like that and then when <clears throat> the false prophet establishes the statue of the antichrist and demands that we all worship him at that point then they'll do away with the card the digital card that we have and require us to implant something into our hand or into our forehead and according to the scripture that I just said taking the mark of the beast will be understood as being a, an act of worship of the Antichrist so I hear people I hear conservatives talking about this on social media in many different places and many of them are saying what can we do we need to call our congressmen we need to put a stop to this we need to resist we need to elect officials who will stop this I'm sorry um, as much as I would love to see that happen I just don't believe it's going to happen in the beginning of Matthew 24 when Jesus first started telling the disciples what was going to happen uh, let's see this would be verse 6 he says at the end of verse 6 he says but see to it that you are not alarmed such things must happen see to it that you are not alarmed he doesn't say see to it that you're not deceived or tricked or you don't think it's real see to it that you are not alarmed these things must happen these things will happen there's no stopping it it has all been foretold and it's all written right here it's going to happen and I'll be honest with you I can't I can't lie it's going to be the most difficult time in human history uh, and a little later down in Matthew 24 in verse 21 Jesus says for then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again greater distress than we've ever seen before and that we'll ever see again now as Christians we will be caught in the middle of this distress and many of us many of us will be killed will be martyred for our faith and I'll talk about that in a minute but it's not going to be just Christians who are going to be martyred if we go on to the next verse in uh, Matthew 24 verse 22 it says if those days had not been cut short no one would survive no one would survive but for the sake of the elect those days will be shortened so here we see that in the same passage he says there's going to be greater distress than we've ever seen before and will ever see again and then he says that uh, if, it, if that hadn't been cut short, no one would, would survive, but for the sake of the elect. So the elect will still be here during that uh, great distress. And then we look over here in Revelation chapter 6, uh, verse 7. When the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, 
and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. A fourth of the population of the earth will be killed. Now we have a population in the, on the earth of approximately 8 billion people. That means that during this uh, event, 2 billion people will die. And <clears throat> so it's not just limited to Christians. 2 billion pop, uh, people on the earth will die during this great distress. So that's an absolute terrifying situation. But you know what? In the end, Jesus wins. In the end, we win. So what are the consequences of taking the mark of the beast and worshiping the beast? Let's jump over to Revelation 14. I'm going to start in verse 9. And it said, The third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its, and its image and receives its mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever. That's serious business, folks. According to scripture that I just read, in Revelation 14, anyone who takes the mark of the beast and worships the beast, worships the Antichrist, will burn in hell forever along with the Antichrist. You know, hell, hell, a lot of people think, mistakenly think that, you know, hell is Satan's domain and he rules hell and God rules heaven. Hell was created for the eternal torment of Satan and those who worship him will uh, be there with him in burning hell forever that's a horrible horrible i mean i can't even comprehend what that is so bottom line is no matter what happens no matter what they do to you <laughs> no matter what they even if they kill you which some of us will be killed do not take the mark of the beast or you will face god's wrath now it's a hard thing to even contemplate but many of us who refuse to worship the Antichrist will be killed. In Revelation 6, verse 9, it says, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters, were killed just as they had been. So here we see a great number of people who had been martyred, who had been slain during the tribulation because of their word and their testimony and because they refused to, to uh, worship the beast. And they are told that their blood will not be avenged until the rest of their brothers and sisters who will also be slain is accomplished. So as we go into this we need to be prepared what's more important in our lives and what is our life really I mean we are facing an eternity with Jesus in heaven or we're facing an eternity in burning hell with in, in fire along with Satan and his and his minions what's more important we need to prepare ourselves now spiritually and mentally to face that if need be and uh, that's a hard thing to, to even talk about. But I'm telling you this to prepare you for what is going to happen. Do not take the mark of the beast. Do not worship him. So what are some of the things that we can do to prepare for this difficult time coming? I want to say something prophetically. And if you're new to that phrase, what I mean by prophetically is I want to say something that God has spoken to me to share. I believe right now in this hour of history, and call this six months, call it a year, call it 10 years, I don't know. But there's a moment right now, God is giving us space to prepare for trouble that's coming. Space to prepare for trouble and for a great harvest. There's always an outpouring and it's called mercy 
before trouble comes. I believe that there is, and I'm trembling saying this, but I, I believe that we're entering into a season where God is asking us to take this time seriously because we don't have too much more time. So I think God wants us to examine our life, our rhythms, our schedules, and actually build our life with Jesus, the worthy one at the center. So I think that there are some things that we can do to prepare physically, emotionally, spiritually, but this video is getting too long. I don't have time to go into all that. Maybe that'll have to be another video. But here's the most important thing in, in your preparation for this difficult time. What this man just said, that God is giving us time right now to examine our life, our rhythms, our schedules, and to actually build our life with Jesus, the worthy one, at the center. You know, Scripture says, as I just read, that uh, there will be great multitudes of believers of the elect who will be martyred during the Great Tribulation. But not everybody will, otherwise there wouldn't be anybody for Jesus to come back for. So, all of us will suffer, not all of us will be martyred. But here's the key, what Jesus said in uh, Matthew 10, 28, he says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Don't be afraid of those who can kill your body. Be afraid of, of him who can destroy your body and soul in hell for the rest of eternity. And that's what it's all about, really, in this difficult time. So if you are not a believer, you've never accepted Jesus, all you have to do is just understand that Jesus died for you on the cross, that his blood was a blood sacrifice for your sin. It's already paid for. All you have to do is accept it and believe it. Just say, yes, Jesus, I accept your free gift of eternal life, and I trust you that your blood will cover my sin. That's all there is to it, and you'll be a child of God. And if you are already a believer, I want this video to spur you on to greater faith, to greater dedication, to press into Jesus, to prepare yourself for this time, to center your life around Jesus, because Jesus is our only hope. Thanks for watching. I'm sure I scared many people. I'm sorry about that. I'm just preaching what the scripture says. I just hope you will take it to heart and apply it to your life. You be blessed.